could your mouth be affecting your results on keto? Well, we're going to bring on Dr. Dominic Nishwitz to talk all about your mouth. Here we go. Whatever we talk about in functional medicine or health optimization, if it's cytokines like IL-6, TNF-alpha, NF-kappa B, all chronic fatigue, all neurochemistry, neurotransmitter deficiencies, all testosterone optimization, HRT, you could always point towards oral interference or stuff that stresses your body 24-7, puts your, your hypothalamus pituitary axis, like your stress axis, in ongoing fight and flight mode. And nobody knows about it and you don't feel it. We have access to ancient healing strategies such as ketosis, fasting, and carnivore. And on the Keto Camp Podcast, we are determined to deliver the science to you. We bring in the thought leaders in this space to have extraordinary conversations so you could apply it and change your life. Your body was built to thrive. Your body is capable of healing as long as you identify the interference and remove it. I believe you are a masterpiece because you are a piece of the master. My name is Ben Azadi. I'm the best-selling author of Keto Flex, and I want to thank you for spending part of your day with me. Hey, Keto Camper, Ben Azadi here, the host of the Keto Camp Podcast. Thank you for pressing play today. I hope you're having an exceptional day and you got your daily dose of vitamin G gratitude. I'm grateful you're here with me today. Out of all the options out there, you chose us. So thank you so much. You can learn more about me over at benazadi.com and my Instagram handle is at the Benazadi. But today's episode is with Dominic Nischwitz. Dr. Dominic Nischwitz from Germany biological dentist. This is a very <laughs> important episode. I believe this. Many of you who listen to this today, you're going to have a ton of light bulb moments, okay? Because he's right. Your mouth is part of your body. It starts with your mouth. I can't tell you how many people I've worked with on a one-on-one -on -one basis over the last 14 years where they were doing keto nutrition, supplements, fasting, exercise, really damn good, like almost perfect. But their body still had interference. They still had symptoms. What's going on? And I'm actually one of those people who had that same issue. Well, it starts with your mouth, okay? We talk about root canals. Did you know that 100% of root canals are infected? We talk about something called a cavitation which is a nasty cave formed inside of your gums, your jaw, where anaerobic bacteria hide out and disrupt your digestive system and your hormones, creating chronic inflammation. We talk about how to test for that, how to find the right biological dentist and ask the right questions. We get into silver amalgam fillings. I was mercury poisoned by silver amalgam fillings. The problem with fillings, what it does to your brain and your hormones and your thyroid. Here's something that might surprise you. 50% of every amalgam filling, 50 to 55% contains the supertoxin mercury. 
And even if that filling was in your mouth or put in your mouth 20, 30, 40 years ago, guess what? It's still vaporizing, creating chronic inflammation because those fillings outlast your lifetime, <laughs> by the way. Um, so we talk about the right way to get them out. You don't just go out and get them out from a regular dentist. That can make things worse. So we talk about that. We also get into the cavitation, which is FDOJ, the technical term, but he'll talk about that. Some of the work that Dr. Dominic is doing all over the world, which is super cool. We get into his book, The Mouth-Body Connection. And the, uh, this is really fascinating. The Meridian Tooth Chart. Did you know that every tooth has a specific connection via the autonomic nervous system to the organs in your body? For example, the wisdom tooth, it's connected to your small intestine. A lot of people who have SIBO, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, they've had their wisdom tooth removed. Is there a connection there? You sure bet there is. You'll learn about that. I asked him the question, hey, is it an issue if you brush your teeth too hard? Should we do it gently? You'll hear his answer. We talk about mouthwash and antiseptic mouthwash and fluoride and how that's an issue and how to get your root canals replaced and removed safely. The right options for that. We talk about cavitations and something called the 3D cone beam scan. And there's going to be a lot of uh, technical information today. We'll make sure, and we have made sure, that we'll put down all of the timestamps, all of the resources, his book, uh, where you could find a biological dentist, all of his social media, his website, everything that you want to find from today's conversation is down below in the podcast notes. And you could watch today's interview and all Keto Camp podcast interviews on our YouTube channel. All video interviews can be found over at youtube.com slash keto camp. Let's take one minute here to get to the Apple podcast rating and review of the day. Now, this one is really good. Five-star review from Cheryl Riding, titled, Can It Get Any Better? Ben, I'm just amazed with the variety of topics you cover, the time you give, and the knowledge you share with us on each episode. Not only do you share your knowledge, but you share your life with us to show us it is possible to get healthy. I love that you are always learning and willing to understand how to grow and to continue to share that with us, even if it's different from what you've shared before. I especially love the nuggets of wisdom you share with us. Most recently, you told us, quote, a small tweak leads to massive peaks, unquote. Thanks for all that you do, Cheryl. What a beautiful testimony right there of uh, the power of this podcast, Cheryl. Thank you so much. And you're right. Small tweaks lead to giant peaks. So it's really not go big or go home. It's let's gain momentum. Momentum is better than go big or go home. Cheryl, you're awesome. Thank you so much for listening and pressing play and also leaving the rating and review. Hey, if you have not left the Keto Camp Podcast a rating or a review yet, please do so right now. Simply pause the episode and go right into your platform where you're listening from and leave that rating and review. And hey, maybe I'll read yours on the next episode. I announced recently that we are hosting a five-day keto virtual event. It is 100% free. How would you like to learn from me and the Keto Camp team all about keto, carnivore, fasting, keto flexing? This is a PhD in metabolic health within five days. We live stream every day for two hours, five days in a row, where you get to learn, apply some of the principles, ask questions. It's going to be 
life-changing. This is our five-day keto kickstart challenge. And we have sponsors for this challenge that are giving away over $20,000 in free prizes. Some of the prizes that you could win are six months worth of coffee for free from Purity Coffee, a bundle of Paleo Valley products, a bundle of Redmond's Real Salt Electrolyte products, a bundle of Pure Form plant-based Omegas. We're giving away five Keto Mojo devices. We're giving away boxes of kinetic exogenous ketones. We're giving away Dr. Ben Bickman's health coach shakes. And we're giving away one-year free membership to our signature course, the Keto Camp Academy. All of that is valued at over $20,000. That is right. We're giving away over $20,000 in free giveaways. All you need to do to qualify for the giveaways and to learn from us for five days is to go over to ketocampchallenge.com or click the link in the podcast notes down below. Put your name, put your email, register for free, and join us when we start on October 2nd, which is Monday, October 2nd. And it's going to run all the way through October 6th. So Monday to Friday, we go live every day, same time, same place. I would love to have you there. This is great for beginners. This is great for those who have been doing this for years and want the science. We're going to cover it all. Learn from me, Coach Becky, Coach John, Coach Alina from the Keto Camp team, and some other special guests. I'm so excited for this. So join us over at ketocampchallenge.com. Okay, my friends, are you ready, Keto Camper, for... Uh, really a masterclass on biological dentistry. Here we go. Dr. Dominic Nishwitz. He's a renowned, world-renowned specialist in biological dentistry, holistic odontology, and ceramic implants. He is the current vice president of the ISMI, which is International Society for Metal-Free Implantology. I don't know if you've heard of that before. It's, <laughs> it's a thing whose mission is to help as many people as possible to experience optimum oral health without the use of metal-based treatments. He's an international speaker. He regularly shares his expertise on stage in order to establish biological dentistry as the new frontier in the industry and covers this very topic in his recent best-selling book, It's All in Your Mouth, published by Chelsea Green. Here's Dr. Dominic. Dr. Dominic Nishwitz, welcome to the Keto Camp Podcast, my friend. Thank you for having me, Ben. It's a pleasure. We're going to have a really important conversation today. So for those listening and watching, you're about to uncover some info you've probably never, ever heard before. And it might be the root cause to why you feel like you're doing everything right, but you just don't feel that well. And just to give the audience a backstory... When uh, we first met in West Palm Beach, Florida, we were both attending a mastermind and speaking at a conference, Biohackers Live in West Palm Beach. And I remember, Dom, I got out of my car because I drove up there from Miami, got out of my car. And the first thing I saw was actually you outside of the building doing some content. I'm like, that guy looks familiar. I think I know him from somewhere. But then we got into the elevator and then we got into the mastermind. And then, of course, like you're a world-renowned uh, biological dentist doing some incredible work speaking at biohacking conferences. And we really connected well. And I'm like, dude, you got to come on my podcast. And that's what brought us to today. So are you excited for today, my friend? Yes, man. Totally excited Yeah, to spread the mission. Spread the mission. That's what it's about. Let's, let's talk about first your story. Like what I know in the 2000s, you became, you know, you started training and learning all this info. But what got you interested in 
the mouth in biological dentistry? So actually, I was never really interested in dentistry in the first place, anything. But in the early 2000s, I, I got super sick, like with early in the early 20s. I basically got depressed after a long journey of chronic problems. And at the same time, I was starting to study dentistry, but that, that was not really my purpose. I was just studying it. And, but at the same time, I was in, now because of my mental health, I was looking for solutions on how to become healthy because back then, yeah, that was the early 2000s. It was kind of like a stigma. If you had any sort of problems, you were like, let's say, the F word. And I couldn't believe it. I was just like, I want to be normal again. I'll find a solution. I started working out. I started training. And as soon as I got into this, I was interested in nutrition and biochemistry because of the sub, all these supplements that you had to take for muscle building. And this was all parallel to university when you also have to study dentistry. And luckily for the dental part, I was always very good with my hands. Like I have a talent for the manual labor. And after university, um, yeah, when you have to, have to do the assistancy, I went straight into surgery and my, my doctor or my boss there, he was an old school, very great surgeon, but he would still place amalgam fillings. And I was a very, I'm a very visual kinesthetic type of guy. And I told him, sorry, I cannot do amalgam fillings. They just look nasty and ugly to me. And I had it in my bag that my dad who was also a dentist. Wouldn't use amalgam fillings for at least 20 years, I think early 90s or something. But I had learned amalgam fillings in, in university and I didn't know about the, the problems with it. I just said, no, I can't do it. It's so ugly. It's not possible. So I had to research it because I cannot just say, okay, boss, I'm not working right for you. I'm just doing my things. But then looking into amalgam fillings, heavy metals, learning about Dr. Dietrich Klingard and, and lots of legend about heavy metal detoxification, I kind of got addicted to the whole universe. And I realized, okay, what I'm interested in is health. And I want to help my patients become healthy, and not just in terms of absence of disease, but optimal healthy. And this is already 15 years ago. There was no biohacking. There was no health optimization. It was just for me, finally, it made a click because I realized, okay, I'm good with this manual labor and the aesthetics, but it's just not fulfilling. But helping people that are chronically ill, getting healthy by starting in the mouth, this is what got me fascinating. So a whole new universe opened up and I got addicted. I was just reading like this little bit of books that you see here, it's maybe like a, not even a 10th of books. I was just reading everything, learning everything that you can find, look for various causes flew around the world and just learned everything I could learn for basically functional medicine, integrative medicine, because I thought I'm going to be an integrative medicine doctor and dentistry is just some side thing. Took me about five years to realize, oh, shit. actually by sorting the mouth, I have a huge leverage in my hand and I can do things that are not possible with blood work and various other things. And this is when I realized biological dentistry, the way we do it now, will be a concept in the future where it's about optimal health, but we start in the mouth. It will be the overlap or the melting pot of the high-tech dentistry, which is just a manual label, with integrative medicine or functional medicine and health optimization slash biohacking. And the goal is helping our patients get to optimal health. 
just we start in the mouth, which in my opinion makes total sense because this is the entrance to your whole body. This is the entrance to your gut. This is this this opening where it goes straight to the back door. And yeah, this is how it all started. And obviously it's 15 years now and I'm training dentists and it's now a full concept, but to get to this point, it's a long story actually, but I try to make it short. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a beautiful story. And I love the vision of optimal health, not just absence of disease. That is the goal. And um, so I'm curious, and I know my audience is curious, you know, silver amalgam fillings, also called mercury fillings, there are still dentists that put them in people's mouths. And what were some of the things that you uncovered, the, the problems with amalgam fillings in our mouth? Yeah, so amalgam fillings, like you said, silver amalgam fillings, is, they contain 50% mercury. And if you realize that mercury is the most toxic, non-radioactive element known to men, then you have to think twice, is it worth putting this into the mouth of my patients? because I know that it's intoxicating them on a daily basis. And I personally could never do that for me or for my parents or my mom or my dad. So I could never like do it from a moral point of view, even though just from a craftsman point of view, the stuff will last forever and is subsidized by the insurance company. And also as a dentist, I would have to remove it. If I drill it out from patients, there would be a special company coming in to remove it as highly toxic waste material. This got me thinking too, wait a second, how can it be possible that it's actually built into the mouth of the patients? Like, why is there no regulation? How is this even possible? And then you search further and further and realize Russia has it banned for 30 years. Scandinavian countries banned it right at the start when I came from university, so like 15 years ago. It's still only the, the EU and actually the US and England or Britain that still kind of have it as a let's say it's the stuff that the general insurance pays for. Like the NHS in, in, in Britain pays for it, in Germany it's subsidized. Why? Because the conventional dentist is trained, and myself too, in university to basically repair your teeth for one thing, which is biting and maybe secondary aesthetics and obviously to treat pain and stuff. But well, you're not trained to see teeth as part of your whole body that are basically tiny organs that are connected to your brain with a massive brain on a massive brain nerve that is connected to your whole autonomic nervous system. So you have to learn a few more things and a few critical, let's say, knowledge gaps or software updates until you understand a bigger picture. This is why I always, so lately, I told you, besides giving a speech on the biohackers life, I gave a speech on the Health of the Musician Summit in London, which is the, the biggest event when it comes to this in whole Europe. And this is an audience of 2,000 people, all like us, like health optimization. They're doing their nutrition. They have their lifestyle in check. They go outside grounding. They wear these blue blockers at night and you throughout the day. They basically do everything. So you, you kind of assume when you go there as an expert that they are already quite healthy. So I asked the audience, who of you guys has ever had any metal in their mouth? Not just amalgam, just any metal. 30% of the audience stands up or stood up. Same actually everywhere. Then I asked the second question. Have you ever had any root canals in your mouth? 66% of the audience stood up. And the final question is always, did they remove your wisdom teeth when you were growing up? 
a whole audience stood up, 500 people in the audience at least from 2000, standing up in a audience that is already like primed to know what's happening. So I can see, this is what we're talking about. If you are out there on your journey to optimal health, investing on a daily basis, everything's in check. Do everything naturally, organic foods, whatever, sunlight, grounding, lots of various high-tech uh, things. You measure your sleep and whatever, but you're still not superhuman. Then it's time to look into your mouth if there's any of the three health killers that I was just mentioning, metals, root canals, cavitations, because they can seriously hold you back big time for your goal, which is optimal health. Why? Because this is the most unnatural part. We're talking about epigenetics here. This is the epigenetic trigger 24-7 in your mouth, and you cannot biohack your way around it. It's just not possible. And you know, guys, genetics load the gun, epigenetics pull the trigger. So this is something that's why these questions make sense, because you didn't come to this world with metals in your mouth, root canals, or cavitations. Yeah? The na nature has it right. You have perfect, healthy teeth. On the way, you ruined it. You had to go to the dentist. That's also, again, epigenetics that lead to this. So it's the whole concept of biological dentistry in the future is that we kind of put ourselves out of business, yeah, so that we don't need to repair and drill, fill, and build anymore, and that we become doctors that help people optimize overall health. And I believe every health coach, every doctor, naturopath, whatever profession should know that the mouth is a big part of the body, and it's actually body. And this is the key message here that we have to start there because this is where everything starts. I agree with you 100% Dom and, and you're right most people in the functional health space holistic doctors they miss this completely they don't ask the patient if they've have silver fillings or have they ever had silver fillings did their mom have silver fillings when they gave birth to them because you know the dangers of how that passes on there was a study called the drash study that showed the amount of mercury in mom's mouth from silver fillings was proportional to the amount of mercury in the baby's brain. So even if you've never had silver fillings, thank God, ask your mom if she had fillings when she gave birth to you, because that's passed on, including lead and other metals. But you're right in, in so many factors here. And we'll get to the root canals and the cavitations and all that. I want to stay on the mercury part. Because when a dentist is about to put the mercury silver filling in the mouth, it's on the dental tray. It has that big skull bone that says this is toxic, you know, like it's very hazardous. But then why is it safe when it goes in the mouth? And the argument that I get all the time, and I'm sure you do too, oh, they've done blood tests on people with fillings in their mouth and it shows no mercury in their blood. What is your argument to that? Actually, that's bullshit. Yeah, so there's so many research from the early 90s, which is called the Amalgam War and the Mercury War, because there was so much studies done that mercury leaches out from a filling. Everybody knows that mercury leaches out from a filling. So it's 50% of this alloy is mercury. And the problem is the toxic vapor. vapor. The vapor is HG0. So actually it comes out the filling when you bite on your fillings. When hot you beverages. Drink, hot beverages, acidic beverages, when you go to the dental hygienist, when you brush your teeth, when you do whatever, it just comes out. It's about two to three micro microns or micrograms, which is a a thousand, no, it's a million, no, it's a, yeah, my, you know what I mean, MCGs per day. So it's really not a big amount, but if you know that one molecule already destroys nerves or nerve tubulin in the dish, it doesn't make sense to have it. And if you also know that it's the most toxic non-radioactive element, so it goes, the mercury vapor basically goes through everything, through your cell membrane, 
directly into your into the nucleus and the only chance actually for your body is to get rid of this by when the cell dies and also in the brain and in fatty tissue there's catalase activity that oxidizes the hg0 vapor into hg2 plus so some people so usually the half-life of mercury in your tissue is about 16 to 32 years but some people are missing critical key enzymes to detox and they have it there forever and Ideally, when you have a, bit of, a little bit more body fat, and most toxins are stored in body fat, but people with like more athletic people, and there's a, lot, a few of them in history, develop, oftentimes develop neurological diseases. And a contributing factor, I'm not saying it's the main cause, it's always mercury. For example, Parkinson's, like what is it? Yeah, Muhammad Ali, for example, Parkinson's. So if you have not a lot of body fat, where is your fat? The brain brain yes and you inhale that stuff studies showing that the pituitary gland of dentists is full of that that mercury which leads obviously imagine your pituitary gland for what it is there for imagine there's suddenly mercury attached to it and it doesn't work anymore so there's no connection to adrenals it also renders your thought processes it's very much linked to depression and mental health issues it's just something that in my opinion should never be in your body especially not in your mouth, on a, in the teeth on a daily basis, intoxicating you for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And it's still, even though our environment is loaded with mercury, we cannot be mercury-free anymore. It's almost impossible. But the main source is still the mercury amalgam filling. Yeah, by it's far. It's not a silver filling. Huh? By far, it's, it's the fillings in the mouth Vers, like versus like vaccines and tuna and fish. That also has mercury, but it's the mouth that has the highest concentration. See, see like this. So fish is always a, a theory of people like fish is full of mercury. Yes, the bigger fish like tuna, salt fish, they contain it, but it's already been methylated and it's stored in the fish. So it's not an active uh, version like the one that is intoxicating you on a daily basis, vaping out your filling when you grind and chew it. And this vapor goes into your cells. And also this vapor can combine with other, let's say you have a root canal underneath an amalgam filling. This is actually the worst because then you have the bacteria metabolites are sulfur-containing metabolites like thioethers, mercaptanes, and they combine with mercury to something super toxic called methylmercury or actually even dimethylmercury. There's actually dye in it. Just kidding. But um, Google Karen Weatherhan. She was a chemist. Note this down. Karen Weatherhan was a chemist. She worked with dimethyl, dimethylmercaptan and to to render genetics or, or work on genes so really like elder the stuff and she got one drop on her glove and that stuff is so toxic it goes through through the gloves directly into your bloodstream and it's depending obviously on the dosage but she died it wasn't possible to chelate her out of it, it was just too much six months from it she died because the cell um yeah you cannot um, help it anymore obviously you will not produce this high amount of dimethylmercaptan in in your let, let me see in german it's dimethylmercury yeah you know what i mean dimethylmercury yeah and yeah. and people they assume this dominic they're like well i've had my fillings for 20 years or 30 years there's no point of me getting them out now but to your point 16 to 32 years half life of it in your tissue if you could detox properly most people can't but the, what's the half-life for the actual mercury vaporizing in the tooth? What's the half-life for that? 
You mean the vapor? Yeah, I mean, if so, yeah, what's Maybe the vapor? The external half-life, because you have it on a daily basis, it's the sauce. It's the sauce for the intoxication. It's kind of like you're sitting in a foam inside of you. You could measure it, actually. There are measurements done that the mercury vapor that comes out of the mouth of people, I think with an average of five mercury fillings, exceeds the toxic limit in a factory on like a tenfold or something on a daily basis. So to compensate it for 20 years, I congratulate you because you probably have an amazing genetic to detox it or you even don't know. But the question is always, how much does it cost me when it comes to optimal health having to compensate those on a daily basis? But I also have a big caveat for these mercury fillings because if you now listen to this and think of, oh, I have mercury fillings, what can I do? Don't freak out. That's the first thing. I'm only here to inform you that mercury fillings could be something, a big splinter that holds you back because of various culprits. But you need never, never, never approach a dentist, the regular dentist and tell them, I want to have my mercury fillings removed. Just drill them out. Because this is when I saw the most, most patients that came to my office with, with, with really he heavy chronic disease like MS, Alzheimer's, um, even ALS started after this. Because obviously, if you drill it out without precaution, you will produce a load more of mercury vapor and also the, the particles that, that come out. Therefore, it would be better to leave them in your mouth. That's for sure, because it's only a little bit per day when you have them in your mouth. But if you drill it out without safe uh, measurements, don't do it. Please don't do it. And there's one thing that comes to mind. You remember the Mad Hatter disease? Did I yeah, I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think in Alice in Wonderland, is it Alice in Wonderland in the US? Alice, there is the, Alice the in Wonderland, yeah. As the Mad Hatter, as this guy. Uh, the Mad Hatter is, I think it's also in, in, in the UK. They have those felt hats, right, with of mercury, and they became mad, mad as a hatter. It's like a, they don't do that anymore, but that's what mercury does. I've noticed a lot of people have issues with caffeine, especially caffeine in coffee. Now, don't get me wrong. I love myself a cup of quality coffee, but the truth is I've seen so many of my Keto Camp Academy students have a glucose spike from caffeine, knocking them out of fasting or creating some digestive issues, bloating, and most commonly, jitters and irritability. We know excessive caffeine and caffeine sensitivity can cause adrenal problems, which has a lot of negative effects it makes you more dependent on the caffeine and it puts you in this sympathetic fight or flight state. And for a lot of people, that is problematic. Everyday Dose solves the problem of regular coffee while drastically building on its benefits with added supplements. What I love about Everyday Dose, it's low acidity, cold extracted coffee, and a micro dose of caffeine blended with collagen protein, functional mushrooms, and nootropics which will improve your focus, your energy, and your immunity. I just feel different in a really good way when I have Everyday Dose versus regular coffee. And I want you to experience the same. So if you want to check out Everyday Dose, head over to everydaydose.com slash Ben and use the coupon code KETOCAMP. You're going to get an extra five on the go dose travel pack to take with you anywhere you go. I take these travel packs with me and it is a game changer because when I'm traveling, it's hard to find First of all, a clean cup of coffee, but almost impossible to find coffee with these functional ingredients. So head over to everydaydose.com slash ketocamp. Use ketocamp to get your bonus gift or click the link in the podcast notes down below. It's no coincidence, by the way, that the, the dental industry have the highest rates of suicide. Dentists have the, the highest amount of suicides compared to other industries. Why? Because all that accumulation of mercury in the brain 
leading to depression, leading to suicide. It's, it's so toxic. And what you said is important. Do not go to a regular dentist and get them out. You're going to get sicker. It's better to leave them in. But we want you to take it out safely. So what's the right way to get it out safely? So I'm working on certifying dentists, obviously, all over the world. But for, for mercury removal, there is, a, there is the IAOMT. It's a body in the U.S., and they certify dentists to remove mercury the smart way, SM, like smart, S-M-A-R-T, which stands for safe mercury amalgam removal technique. So if you find a dentist, a biological dentist who does that, you're good to go because they use whatever is necessary. And it's not just the rubber dam. The rubber dam is just basically to make sure that you don't swallow particles. But the mercury vapor, which comes out of your filling, go through six pairs of rubber dams. So latex doesn't hold it back. So what we would use is a, we have a machine in front of the nurse and in front of the patient and obviously in front of the doctor. It's kind of like a big tube that is a, it's an air filter that sucks up 99% of mercury vapor coming out. Of course, we use the rubber dam. Also, if possible, if it's a big filling, we wouldn't even drill it. We'd just break it out because it's already a lot is already destroyed from the tooth. So if we if we need a crown or something bigger, we will break it out. So there's no vapor at all. Then we use a special suction going over the tooth. It's called the the cleanup suction. If that's removed, we will place a paste made of out of chlorella, which is a algae, into into your tooth to clean the dentin from the mercury particles. And then we will most likely just place a cement filling for the beginning and also obviously we prepare our patients with the right lifestyle and nutrition to be on a strong detoxification protocol and binders especially and we use a lot of iv nutrients during our treatments to not over stimuli the immune system because if it's too much you can become allergic in my online course you have a chart but also i think in my instagram you will you will have the in the feed there is a post for all you guys out there, it's for free, where you can see um, the mercury re removal checklist, what is mandatory and what is optional um, to make it safe. Yeah, that, that's really important to understand. I mean, you want it to look like a hazmat scene because it really is a hazmat scene. And that's exactly the process that you explained is how my dentist, um, who's smart certified, he's on the IAOMT.org website, did it for me. That's the right way to do it. What, what is your Instagram for them to go check that out? My Instagram is... Dr. Dome one, so D-R-D-O-M-E and the number one. We'll put it down below. And we'll also put the website at IAOMT.org. You could find one in your area. That's where I usually send people as well. But the, that's the first step, right? And usually, depending on how many fillings you have and where they're located, it might be a couple of sessions. Like for me, I had eight of them. Uh, they were kind of small, but they were put in when I was just a teenager. And I had them for over 20 years until I realized this is a problem. So I had two sessions, four removed and four removed the other, other side. That's the first step, getting them removed properly. But as you said, the next step is, okay, now let's detoxify the mercury that's in your tissue, the hypothalamus pituitary and out of your body. So that's the second step. Don't forget about that part. Yes, I add one more thing. So don't start detoxification right after the mercury because when you start detoxification, you want to make sure that you have no, so none of all the health killers in your mouth anymore. So for a couple of times, because for example, root canal also contains various sorts of different toxins that could interfere with your detoxification. So make sure you clean out everything and then wait until everything is healed. And then you measure and do a detoxification afterwards to make sure it's all at the same time. But one critical point is always 
never, never, never approach any chelation or anything like that as long as you have mercury in your mouth as the root source. Because if you do that, you stir it up and it will cause havoc. It's kind of like you shower and you rub yourself at the same time. That makes no sense. In this case, it's actually terrible, unhealthy. In our approach, we do, it's called the health starts in the mouth concept. When patients come to us in the clinic, we always plan the whole mouth. So we will have a, a full health optimization week when you hear, and then we remove all metals, not just mercury amalgam, we remove every metal, even the titanium implants safely. We replace all root canals with ceramic implants and we remove all the third one, the cavitations cleanly. And therefore, obviously during that week, you have hyperbaric, you have IVs, you have everything that's available in the clinic for health optimization to make sure your body heals. And then when we see you again after three to six months, then it's time to look to if we can further detox your cell because the mouthpiece to take that stuff out of you is a huge detoxification already. So it's not necessary to do all at once. Just say this as a precaution. Yeah, good, good point. And the last thing that I want to, what I was referring to earlier about the half-life of mercury in the mouth, my point was this. If you've had those feelings for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, and you're thinking, what's the point I've already they're not they're probably not vaporizing anymore they still are and there's a YouTube video called the smoking tooth I think it was yeah like 25 years old they did the eraser and it showed it's vaporizing longer than you're going to be alive so it's going to continue to vaporize for the extent of your life yes this is a question that you always come you when it if it would vaporize then it would be gone after a couple of years no it's a millionth part of a gram that vaporizes out of it a daily day so there's millions and millions of particles that you can like probably for thousand years it will still and vaporize yeah smoking too is a good one yeah on, on youtube on, yeah so go look that up if you're you know want some convincing there all right that's the first part get the fillings out get the silver out of the mouth whether it's um, silver amalgam fillings or titanium plates now you reference something called cavitations. Now, I have a fair understanding of what cavitations are, but I want you to explain it to the keto campers listening and watching who have no idea they're hearing this word for the first time and how do root canals and wisdom tooth extractions relate to this cavitation problem? Thank you for the question. Good one. And most of you guys don't know what it is. Actually, most dentists haven't heard of the word cavitations. Cavitations is the layman's term for a let's say medical condition called FDOJ, which or NICO, FDOJ stands for fatty degenerative osteonecrotic jawbone. And this is what it is, fatty, mushy bone. How does it happen? Why does it happen? At the beginning of this interview, I told you I asked one question. Have you ever had your wisdom teeth removed? Most of us in the Western world have, because about 80% of us grow too, too narrow, look at all the studies from Western Price and the nice books, probably because of um, our unnatural and unhealthy lifestyle and the wrong foods. And therefore we have no space for them. And in order to get our braces, we probably get our wisdom teeth removed in between 14 to 21 years old. Most of the time you just have an appointment with your surgeon and you, you wake up and you, your mom tells you, hey, go and go take out your wisdom teeth. As the, at least this was, was it for me. And everybody had their wisdom teeth out. So for me, it was just normal. Okay, I need my wisdom teeth out. It's kind of like a schedule in school already. Okay, this guy needs his wisdom teeth out. He will be off for one week because his cheeks will be that big. 
and he barely can swallow or speak, or it will be painful. So, and actually, it was so common that everybody, everybody could relate to going through that. I went through it myself. It's so common and so normal, quote unquote, normal. Yes, and also I'm trained. I'm a trained surgeon. So what we learn is how can we remove these wisdom teeth as fast as possible? Why? Because otherwise, insurance doesn't cover it, and then it, it's it's no money business. So huge surgeon, huge cuts, huge swelling. Also. As a dentist, you never prepare your patient before the surgery in order to heal well. That's why about, let's say, 50% of all juniors develop a dry socket, which means massive pain because it just doesn't, just doesn't heal. Or it is pus and inflamed and you get antibiotics and whatever. So it just doesn't heal. Why? Because you didn't do the due diligence. We don't know. Or most dentists are not trained in this. That's my specialty, how to prepare patients with the right nutrition, the food design concept, the bone healing protocol so that it really heals. So it can happen after every tooth extraction, so also root canals come into play, but which teeth are most likely removed for all of you guys out there that think they have the perfect set of teeth, no cavities, no root canals, nothing? Wisdom teeth. Think about that. Have you ever had your wisdom teeth removed? These teeth will probably in 99% of all cases lead to something called cavitations, FDOJ, a chronic silent inflammation in your jawbone here, directly in your jawbone, surrounding a brain nerve, which is called a cranial brain nerve, which is called trigeminous nerve. And this brain nerve can transport these cytokines, the ongoing cytokines, all these viruses, parasites, and anaerobic bacteria, whatever you find in there, into your brainstem 24-7, in the ganglia, in your hypothalamus, in your pituitary. And also, there's always a part, the parasympathetic nerve going with it, and therefore, it's related to your whole body and can make you chronically fatigued. You can have skin eczema. You can have thyroiditis. You can have androgen problems because of high loads of chronic stress. So what it mostly does is activating your adrenals, depleting it over time because it's a sign of inflammation. That means it's not acute. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't, it's not painful or pus is coming out where you know what to do as a doctor. You don't even feel it here but you maybe have a frozen shoulder or all the other symptoms. And the problem is it doesn't go away. It's in there and nobody knows about it. And therefore it's so critical to remove it because whatever we talk about in functional medicine or health optimization, if it's cytokines like IL-6, TNF-alpha, NF-kappa-B, or chronic fatigue, or neurochemistry, neurotransmitter deficiencies, or testosterone optimization, HRT, you could always point towards oral interference or stuff that stresses your body 24-7, puts your, your hypothalamus pituitary axis, like your stress axis, in ongoing fight and flight mode. And nobody knows about it and you don't feel it. And on an energy level, the meridian system, like every tooth is connected to a meridian, to a meridian. the wisdom tooth area is quite special because it's related to your central nervous system, your heart and your um, small intestinal meridian. So again, chronic fatigue, usual suspect, thyroiditis, usual suspect, androgen depletion, usual suspect, not sleeping well, lack of deep, deep sleep or REM sleep. Yeah, so like it's a trigger, an ongoing silent trigger. And it, it's really much important for me that you guys out there know, because you could open up a miracle healing clinic and just do these things correctly and finally help your body heal, which you should have done when you were 14 years old or 15 when they took out your teeth or whatever teeth. Yeah, this is so important, the cavitation conversation. So here's, I'm, I'm going to just play devil's advocate here. So here's the argument 
oh, Dominic, I went to my dentist and I told him about this cavitation because I learned about it. So he looked in my mouth, he looked in my jaw, he did an x-ray and he didn't see anything. He didn't see any pockets, any holes. So I, I think I'm safe. What would you say to that person? First of all, your dentist is probably not lying to you, but he doesn't know. So he didn't learn it in university and he also did only a two-dimensional x-ray. You cannot diagnose a cavitation on a two-dimensional x-ray. You can maybe have a preliminary diagnosis and see it if you know what to look for, but you need a cone beam. A cone beam scan or CBCT is a three-dimensional x-ray, which we do standardize for all our patients on the beginning. But this machine in itself, I believe, maximum 10% of all dentists and mostly the surgeon will have one. Problem is, if you don't know what a cavitation is and how to diagnose it on a cone beam, you won't see it. And this is a big problem and the same in, in Germany. So you need a skilled dentist and they are unfortunately way too little right now that know about this phenomenon and then also know where it's coming from, how to treat. We also, on top of a three-dimensional x-ray, use something called Cavital, which is a ultrasound see-through device. So you can also, on top of it, use ultrasound waves to see if the bone is dense or not. Only a handful of people worldwide have that right now. So yeah, that's the problem. We try to be really, we have, you have to see it like this. I'm the pioneer when it comes to biological dentistry. I wrote the book years ago and I'm doing this consistently for over 10 years, gave speeches all over the world. And obviously for quite some time, I had a lot of arrows in my back from colleagues that weren't, they didn't like what I'm saying. Luckily this all changed and now the young and wild dentists come and are getting interested. And luckily also because I'm very good at the dental part and the vice president of the ceramic implantation of the International Society for Metal-Free Implantology, we do a lot of research. So I speak the language with both sides. I'm a dentist and a naturopathic doctor. So I can explain it research-wise, but I also know obviously that research always comes last. But I'm good friends with Dr. Johann Lechner, who is, in my opinion, the Yoda of cavitations. He's doing the research for 40 years. Nobody is listening to this guy. He has great research, but he has one enemy in, in a big university in Germany, and they fight over this thing all the time, which is ridiculous because it shouldn't be about ego. It should be about information for you guys. You are suffering. I was suffering. I had help. I want to help. That's it. And therefore, I'm here and I'm teaching it and I'm preaching it and I'm living it and I teach other dentists because it's a straightforward system. But the most critical part is actually how to prepare and how to post-care your body in order to, for the second time, really heal. Or also for everybody that comes in to get their wisdom teeth removed. Be prepared because then you will never develop cavitations. That's that simple. Yeah, that's the best option. Get it, get it taken out the right way where it heals the right way. But to your point, the 3D cone beam scan get that done. If you've ever had a root canal, if you've ever had a tooth extracted, and there's a high probability that you're saying yes, go to that IOAMT.org website, make some phone calls and ask them, do you have a 3D comb machine scanner in your office? And most of the time, they're probably not because it's like a quarter of a million dollar machine, as you know, but some will. And I have all of my clients do this. I did it on myself, but that's the first step. They also need to be trained on how to look at that, those results at different angles and they have to be really... So let me ask you this. Do you offer services where, let's say somebody gets to the 3D cone beam scan done in the US and they could set up an online consult where they, you could just review it for them online? Do you do that? You don't even need to go that far. 
what we do is because patients are coming from all over the world, I would say 80% come internationally. There's less people from Germany coming to us for the for whatever reasons over the years. And therefore, we had to develop a system which is remote. So everybody that wants to apply for, for becoming a patient sends in their current panoramic X-ray. It's only a two-dimensional one, which is about 40 bucks to, to make this panoramic X-ray. Maybe let's say it's 50 to 60 in the US. I don't know. And then we get this with the medical questionnaire and we plan what is the overall picture here? So what can we do for you? We plan no metals, no root canals, no cavitations. And if you then decide, oh, wow, this is what we're going to do and this is the route I want to take, then we book you in. And when you're then there, we do a cone beam like in our clinic, in our office. Some people already have one, then we look at it online, but most likely it's enough to have a pan scan have that done. The problem is also if I diagnose all these things and you don't have anybody that is skilled to do so. Like because, a, you mean a skilled to do a cavitation surgery, you mean? Do these surgeries. So the, yeah. We have um, examined about 40 specialists worldwide. Most of them are actually in Germany to become specialists in biologic dentistry and ceramic implants. And I personally examined them. It's an oral examination, but it's also a written examination, but also they have to place 100 ceramic implants and cavitation surgeries and make a book out of it. So it's, a, it's not easy to get there. And I'm sitting there at the end, needing that feeling. So I would go there and get surgery from this guy. So I have to have this feeling because if I tell somebody to go see another dentist for surgery, I have to be certain that they do a good job because otherwise it backfires and I would have a bad feeling because my goal is to help you. I'm not a surgeon because I love to cut you open. I'm a surgeon because I know with these things, I can help your body become natural again, the way you were when you came out of your mom. That's it. Therefore, my focus is huge surgeon, like I told you before, big surgeon, big cuts, even bigger surgeon, no cuts. Therefore, we try to do that as minimal invasive as possible. And those are really rarely existing. And I have, for example, I'm not wanna, I don't want to brag, but I've placed over 5,000 ceramic implants most of the immediate ceramic implants right after root canal and puts me into the top, top five worldwide and also the same amount or even more cavitations. So it's also at one point routine. Like 10 years ago, you could, I didn't have my own clinic, but I was kind of like a rock star dentist. You could book me, for example, in Paracelsus Clinic in Switzerland would book me. I go out with my material and my, my stuff and would do a one-day surgery for them. So I would do all their patients. And my focus was back then to just have a ton of routine and I would place at least 20 immediate ceramic implants per day and same amount of cavitations just for the routine, for the skills. And luckily now I have a big clinic with 20 people in the staff and we do everything very gently and, and professional. But this, took, this is a long journey now. I'm doing it for more than 10 years and extremely so... Therefore, obviously, I'm a bit critical when it comes to the skills. So Rightfully so. I love that you are. And I have a couple of follow-up questions before I do. If somebody wants to learn more about how they could work with you, could you share your website? Uh, so the website is www.dnaesthetics, so DNA and then with an e aesthetics.de actually. But I will send it to you for the show notes probably. Yeah, we'll put it in the notes down below. You can, the easiest way is always go to Instagram and then there is a link to a tap bio. The tap bio brings you to a new patient section in the clinic. They bring you to my book. They bring you to 
tons of podcasts and articles. It's all for free out there. Yes, and then just send out your stuff. We are here to help. And it's really usually you, the usual patients come from the US and from all over the world, even from Africa. I don't know how they all find us. I think over time it was a lot, a lot of, what is it, word of mouth. And, but the goal obviously needs to be now, if this is a huge mission, and I, I said it out loud that I'm going to help a million people. And if we made a million help, a million people, we do 10 million. I cannot do this on my own. And this is not my goal. I want to align and co-elevate with guys like you, with health coaches, with, with the patients, with other doctors to make it, to change the way how dentistry and medicine is done o overall so that we finally look for optimal health, not absence of disease. We are very good when it comes to acute things. It's all covered. But we are chronically sick. That's the epidemic. It's not the pandemic. It's the epidemic is chronic disease. And the WHO said it last year, 70% start in your mouth and nobody knows it. The WHO also says that uh, birth control pills are carcinogens as well as electromagnetic field. Nobody knows about it. You have to just look it up, right? Crazy. Hey, Keto Camper, I want to just pause for a second and tell you about my favorite drink for metabolic health. On this podcast, we talk about the importance of metabolic health, metabolic flexibility. Well, this is called Good Idea. And it is a great idea if you're trying to reduce blood sugar and keep your insulin levels in a healthy range. It has zero calories, zero sweeteners, and none of the junk ingredients, and it tastes like a lightly sparkling water. I call it a functional sparkling water because it has been clinically tested and shown to reduce blood sugar spikes after a meal. It contains a blend of amino acids and chromium piclinate. Together, they slow gastric emptying and increase insulin sensitivity, allowing a steady release of glucose in the bloodstream where it can be transferred into the cells for fuel. It also contains zinc and potassium as an added benefit. They hooked you all up with a special coupon code. So all you need to do is head over to goodidea.us and apply the coupon code BEN, that is B-E-N, at checkout at goodidea.us. I'm going to drop that link in the podcast notes along with the coupon code. All right, let's get back to this episode. A couple of questions. So for those who kind of got lost in the conversation, cavitations are what forms after either you get a root canal typically, gotten a wisdom tooth extractor or any tooth for that matter, but it's usually wisdom tooth that's more common and it doesn't heal correctly. And then there's this cave. It's a cave essentially where this anaerobic bacteria hides out creating low-grade inflammation leading to a lot of symptoms. My question for you is this, have you seen any research on cavitation linked to small intestinal bacteria overgrowth and SIBO and, and kind of like it causing SIBO or, or preventing somebody from healing from SIBO? Have you seen any connection there? Yes, big time. And you have to see it on an energetical level. So I said it before, you have this, you can see there's a chart, it's called the tooth meridian chart. I don't know if you're familiar with meridians. Yes, yeah, but explain it, explain it. Meridians are let's say, energy system that run through your body. It's more used in Chinese medicine than in conventional medicine. But you could say it's just an over-representation of your autonomic nervous system to make it simple. And every tooth has a specific connection via the autonomic nervous system to organs in your body. For example, this tooth, this incisor, is connected to your bladder, kidney, and all these things. And the wisdom tooth area is directly connected 
Now it comes to SIBO to the small intestine meridian, heart meridian. Therefore, and you have to see there's a parasympathetic nerve going with it. Therefore, a lot of people have SIBO or irritable bowel syndrome or eczema, which is kind of the same thing, thing, just representing on the skin. That was actually my problem, having had these cavitations. And from these cavitations, I personally had a lot of SIBO and bloating and irritable bowel syndrome and massive eczema. And my diet was on point. But you know how it is. If you have skin eczema and you feel bloated, people will always point, oh, it's your diet, you eat too much protein or whatever. Yeah. Even though it was already like 100. And we realized then with the cone beam, oh, wow, I have cavitations. We took it out and it was all gone. So two weeks after I had beautiful skin, never came back. I was, I was already nervous in the morning. Every morning I was wake up like Parkinson's. I was afraid I get Parkinson's, like over, overly nervous. And the skin was like bad. And always, whatever I would eat, eat, always blow up, had back pain from it. It was just all gone after the surgery. And then obviously I was kind of like the patient number one for our protocol. And then I did the surgery for my surgeon who said, I'm fine. I don't have anything. Funny enough, two days after I did the surgery, what he didn't tell me is that he, that he lost his sense of smell 10 years ago and he tried everything because he said, he thought, okay, it's from the mercury toxicity and whatever. No detoxification protocol helped. So I did his cavitation surgery and his smell came back. Imagine, man, when you see this on your own body, this was when we started to implement it with all patients because we just had the moral obligation to do so. For, uh, how soon after the cavitation surgery did his... Two days. Two days after. Two days. Oh, wow. It, 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 I think six weeks after it was fully there. Wow. So insane. Dude, you cannot imagine. This is also so hard because I'm the doctor. I can, people say that this guy is just telling things. But if you have, if you would have seen what I have seen over the last 10 years, you will become a believer because it's insane. I also have a story from a, it was a queen from an Arabic country. She would come back then when I was working at the Paracelsus Clinic in Switzerland, quite well-known um, clinic. She came there with 25 people in their staff with their own private chat. And she had basically her face like, was like this. Like cerebral, like cerebral palsy. Wow. No facial paralysis and kind of like what Justin Bieber had lately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, we were like initially thinking, oh wow, let us see her mouth because she was treated. She's you can imagine she has money; it doesn't play an issue. So she has seen every doctor in the world that give her the same diagnosis, but no solution. So obviously, because it's a queen and we have to take special precautions. So Dr. Rao from Paracelsus would inject procaine in the areas for ganglia and whatever to see if it gets a little bit of an improvement, instantly improvement. So we did a cone beam scan. What did we find? The three health killers, metals, six root canals, and I believe six massive cavitations on the wisdom tooth area as well as other parts. A lot of times below root canals are big cavitations too. So what we did, did we do? So we ordered a surgery within one week with uh, under full anesthesia. And I, was, I wasn't doing the surgery. I was just witnessing it. I was, the, I was basically standing by because I was so interested. And it's 10 years ago. And she woke up from general anesthesia. And this was just gone. And I was like, it's insane. It's not possible. And this happened over and over and over again. And now for me, this is like my daily, my daily thing. It's just normal. Right? It's bed and breakfast for us. It's always included. We don't even think about it. So I don't, I don't treat you without doing the cavitations because I wouldn't do my due diligence here. And that's really... amazing. I've also seen some correlations between a cavitation. Let's say a woman has a cavitation on the right side 
a high percentage that she gets breast cancer on that same side, right? The cavitation uh, side that not just cavitation. This is also there's also a good epidemiological um, review also from Dr. Rao. Also, same thing, especially for root canals. So, same the meridian for the breast is the stomach meridian. And Dr. Rao found that 94% of all his patients with breast cancer had a root canal tooth on an adjacent meridian. It is not a causative thing, again, strong correlation, but only 30% of the healthy population had it. So 60% difference is, is quite significant, even though you can never make this into a scientific... Yeah, I mean, that's pretty, a pretty strong correlation there. That's exactly what I was thinking about. It was a root canal, 94% of the time. Wow, I thought it was 88%. It's even higher than I thought. And also, because you touched on it, there's also a study done by Dr. Lechner cavitations linking to um, breast cancer. Well, how is that possible? So the, in the cavitations, besides being a huge dumping area for what you just said, anaerobic bacteria, parasites, virus, fungi, especially in the US, mold lives in there, guys. If you have mold issues, cavitations are number one. Heavy metals, glyphosates all get stored in here. It's kind of like a dead yeah, dumping area. But besides this, there is one, it's not a cytokine, it's a chemokine. It's called R-A-N-T-S, Rantes, or you will find it in medical literature under the name CCL5, chemokine lignant 5. And this study is showing that because of an ongoing silent inflammation with overexpression of CCL5, it was contributing to her breast cancer. It's a study. It's a research, research paper in a peer-reviewed um, I can send you all the studies. Yeah, um, I, we, we need to wrap up the convo. Please send that to me. But let me ask you these quick like rapid-fire questions. Going back to the silver fillings, what are the best options to replace it with? Do you recommend porcelain, ceramic, any of the other options? Very quick, depending on size, tiny, composite, bigger, partial crowns, ceramic, obviously, big crowns, all ceramic. Never any metal anymore. No metal, no metal. And then uh, what's your favorite tooth, toothpaste company? I don't have a favorite toothpaste company yet. What do you use? Do you just use um, baking soda? Like, how do you brush your teeth? No, no, I have a toothpaste, but I make sure it's quite clean. So there's one in Germany called Veleda, but um, basically go fluoride-free, free, go chemical-free, SLS-free, um, sucrose-free, whatever free. Got it. It's not Colgate. Yeah, not Colgate. <laughs> Definitely not. Let's go in a, in a health food store and also look for one that is not white because white is most likely titanium dioxide. Again, another strong toxin. E171, you want to avoid. Okay. And then toothbrushes, is it bad to use the hard bristles? Is there a, a negative impact from brushing your teeth too hard? Yes. If you like doing like you're showing, yes. you The, the goal is to just gently rub. I, I personally don't brush a lot, like maybe once a day. And it's more about your lifestyle and nutrition and about brushing. But if you want to brush, I personally use a, it's actually an electric one for years because I just have that feeling of uh, very clean teeth by doing it once a day. I can say names, but I think it's a Sonicare or something like that. I'm not affiliated with anything here. That's the one I use, but I can also clean it with, with a towel. It doesn't really matter. It just depends on that the, the biofilm goes off. Saying this, having perfect and healthy teeth. Yes, yes, right, right. You're a little bit of a different if story. Had, if you had crown work, if you had a lot of fillings and tons of things, you might need to brush it twice a day. And But in the ideal world, healthy teeth, teeth hard as stone. I wouldn't use floss. I wouldn't brush a lot. And I would definitely not use chemical mouthwashes. I would just use coconut oil pulling and a copper tongue scraper. That's basically 
So copper tongue scraper, you said flossing you agree with. What about water pick? I wouldn't I wouldn't floss too much. I would actually Oh, you wouldn't floss too in much. In an ideal okay. world, I would not floss. If you had a lot of dental work done, you probably need to. I personally but What if you I don't I get I get food stuck in my teeth and if I don't even if I brush, but if I don't floss, I don't get it out. Yeah, you did you you had amalgam fillings and you had dental work done. So if you had dental work done, you probably don't have the teeth perfectly aligned anymore. So if you you would need to floss then if something gets stuck. If something gets stuck for me too, I would use a floss or I would use a toothpick. But my teeth are kind of like tied together. There is nothing. Okay. In a real world. Okay, got it. No, and there is no... So until I get my teeth in order, which I'm working on, uh, flossing is okay. Um, yeah. Quick uh, caveat with flossing. There is a concept I call leaky gum, which is the same as leaky gut. It starts in the mouth. It's chronic gingivitis, bleeding gums inflamed. But for most people, when they floss, they rip it open and it's bleeding afterwards. So what do you do? You is, you produce a leaky gum in your like leaky gut in your mouth. You have all the bacteria in your mouth, and they travel through that opening in your system. This is how you find oral pathogens in your hip joint. So that's the opening. So therefore, I'm careful with flossing because people, are, yeah, I'm just bleeding every day a little bit, and I use it three times a day. So you're kind of micro tearing your tissue all the time. No leaky gut is the same thing as leaky gum. And this is where it starts. Interesting. Well, yeah, I don't bleed when I floss. So that's good. But um, that, that makes a lot of sense. Last, we got to wrap this up. But you said coconut oil pulling, which I like, but isn't there a problem if you do it every single day? Isn't it like too antimicrobial? Can it have a negative impact on your gut bacteria? No. Coconut oil pulling will just basically soothe your, your whole um, flora in your mouth. It helps your, your gums. It is actually antibacterial. It's also antiviral, but it's most likely more for the pathogens. And also the lauric acid, acid in the coconut oil is kind of like antiviral. And it also will pull some of the fat-soluble toxins that you can spit out later. So I see no problem. I don't do it every day. I most likely do it every other day. Uh, in winter, I do it every day because it's very good for the immune system. Okay, uh, that's good to know. Um... Man, this has been great. We, we'll do a round two. Uh, we'll put all, all of your info down below. You're, you're doing such great work, honestly. I think it's, it's so important what you do. You could do keto, fasting, all these biohacks, which are terrific perfectly. But if you got something causing interference like metals or cavitations and root canals, you can't get well. So let's say you can do whatever and lifestyle in check. But if you're still not superhuman, you might have something in your mouth. And... This is a quick thing that goes on to your nutrition and keto. And you know that your microbiome, depending on the substrate you're feeding, changes and not new studies, not within 72 hours, but within 12 hours. So if you start eating a keto diet within three days at max, you have a fully new set of bacteria that thrive on fats instead of uh, glucose. However, if you have a mouth full of root canals, metals, heavy metals, and cavitations, you have a dysbiosis. You have a load of candida and mold, and they will transfer. And I have patients coming in from the U.S. because there is a huge mold problem, you know. And yeah, especially I, in Florida, yeah. They live in their car. They cannot live in their house anymore. I open up their mouths, take out the root canals, and take out the cavitations. It opens, and it's full of mold in there. It's really that nasty. Nobody ever saw it. Nobody ever ever does it away, but they can heal on the chair next day is better. This is insane. Nobody talks about it. And yeah, well, we are, we're getting the message out there. You do, you do, you do a great job. Molds, molds falls. They are living in your cavitations around your root canals. All microbiome first, gut microbiome second. Really, really nasty. 
I love it. Well, Dominic, we're going to put your info down below. Go follow Dominic on Instagram. There's a link to apply to be a patient. We'll put that, including your website and everything mentioned down below. Thank you, brother, for coming on the show. We'll do a round two. I can't wait to do a round two with you already. Of course, let's do it, man. It's amazing. Well, thank you for listening to that episode with Dominic. I know that the light bulbs are just firing on all cylinders. So go check out the resources down below, including the IAOMT website and everything we spoke about with uh, his book as well and his social media. You could learn about him and potentially work with him. Hey, share that. Share this episode with a friend. Share it with somebody you know who has feelings, has root canals, has issues, and they can't figure it out. This could be a great episode for them to listen to. And go watch the video format of today's interview on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash ketocamp. Consider leaving the show a rating and review if you haven't done so already. Hope to connect with you on the Instagram at the Benazadi. Have an amazing rest of your day and go out there and focus on that mouth and get it the right way and everything else will upgrade by default. See you in the next episode, Keto Camper. This podcast is for information purposes only. Statements and views expressed on this podcast are not medical advice. This podcast, including Benazadi, disclaim responsibility from any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own. And this podcast does not accept responsibility of statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or non-direct interest in products or services referred to herein. If you think you have a medical problem, consult a licensed physician.